Come, Holy Spirit. Lord, we praise you, we bless you, we thank you, and just ask that you would make our minds and hearts and our souls, Lord, all of that we are, fertile soil. The very word of life may bear abundant fruit in our lives. Illuminate these scriptures for us. Lord, come with conviction and console our hearts. Speak, for your servants are listening. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. When I was in seminary, I had some, some friends who were both classmates, a little above me, a little behind me, that were from Africa. And I used to love at different times to hang out with them, sit and lunch with them, go grab some dinner or something, and just ask them questions about their life, about their culture, sometimes serious things, sometimes silly things. And there's one story sticks out to me. They, they talked about how there was this particular type of monkey and this, this interesting way in which they would catch this monkey, right? So they would go into whatever area where the trees were, and they would bore a hole in the trunk of the tree. And the, the outer edge of the hole was just big enough for the monkey to stick its hand in, like just squeeze his hand in there. And then the inside of the hole would be a little bit bigger, and they would put like some food in there that the monkey would want to eat. So the monkey would come along, smell the food, squeeze his hand into that hole, grab the food, and now his hand's stuck. He can't get it out. So he pulls and he pulls and he pulls. And the interesting thing is the monkey never lets go. So they just wait for him to get a little tired, walk up right behind him. Bye-bye, monkey. Right? He's gone. And I thought to myself, what a dumb animal. Like, this is dumb. Like, it probably the same thing that he was trying to eat in that tree that he was holding on to. Thinking to himself, like, I got to have this, right? One, because I really want it. And two, because, like, I need this to survive. He's thinking, I need this food. Probably, you know, five feet away on the ground, there was more of it. Just let go, and you're free. Let go, and you have life. Today, Jesus is speaking about greed. This part of this sinful nature within us, right? The, the twisting of our desires, the twisting of our passion. That it is, God has given us such a beautiful world with so many beautiful things. But oftentimes we want, we want to cling to them. We want more of it. We just can't get enough. And Lord, speaking about how when we cling to that in an unhealthy way, we just build it up that we're, we're losing our freedom our spiritual freedom. And we can lose our spiritual life in that way. Now, why greed, right? Where does greed come from? What are the things that, that motivate this, this rich man in this story today or us? And I think there, there are a few different roots of it. One is the desire for power. If I have a lot of things, then I have a lot of power. One is the desire for control. Like if I have a bunch of resources then I can, I can control more things in my life. One is just the desire for pleasure. Like I just, I just want, want a bunch of it, right? And so this guy is like, 
Man, I got all this stuff. And at that day and time, when you had grain, when you had a harvest, like that was money. He's like, my barns aren't big enough. What am I going to do? I got it. Just tear them down, build bigger ones, stick it in there, and then I can rest, eat, drink, and be merry. Solid. And the Lord's like, you fool. Like tonight, your life, your life will be gone. You'll stand before the Lord face to face. No matter how big your barn is, what's in it, can't take it with you. Can't take it with you. And then it, it, it steals, right? It steals our hearts. St. Paul today calls greed idolatry. He said, why? Because we're putting something in our life more important than the Lord, clinging to it, longing for it. We're putting it more important than the Lord in that way. But Jesus is saying what he wants us to be is rich in the things of God. This is that gospel. says, it will be this way for those who store up treasure for themselves, but who are not rich in the matters of God. So what does it mean to be rich in the matters of God? To, to possess love. I'm not talking about like, you know, a little warm, fuzzy, sing the Barney song, right? <laughs> you know, you know. But the Lord is speaking about genuine love, like the love of God poured into our hearts. The love of God poured into our hearts. And then what type of love, the, the, the perfection of love, which is sacrificial love, that I give myself away to and for someone else. That my life is a gift. And the things that the Lord has given me are gifts to be given in love to and for other people. That that is our richness. Receiving the love of the Lord and giving that love away. And this, Jesus says, we ask him, what's the greatest commandment? What's the greatest commandment? You shall love the Lord your God with all your mind, with all your heart, all your strength, and your neighbor as yourself. And that when we have this, when we live this life, then we are rich in the things of heaven. And you know, of all the beautiful things that the Lord has given us, there, there are sinful things that we should always let go of. St. Paul says, put to death the sinful desires, right? Don't play around with them. Put them to death. But there are really beautiful things, good things that, that the Lord gives us, but that we can make idols. And when we make it an idol, it never makes us happy. When we make good and beautiful things in this life idols, they can never make us happy. Because we just need more and just want more. And they can't satiate us. But the only one who can is the Lord himself. The Lord himself. We were made for this infinite love, the love that God has for us. The love that St. Paul says that God pours into our hearts. And it is our first disposition not to try to go earn it, but to receive it, to receive it. The treasure that God wants to give is gift. Because when he's asking us to love him and to love others, it's only after we have already received his love for us that then I'm empowered and transformed by grace to give it away. Now, what holds me back? 
what holds me back? Because it's a cute thing to say, okay, well, like I'll let go, I'll let go. And maybe what are those things that we need to let go of? There's a better question for us to ask first. Like, what are those things that I need to let go of? We need to ask the Holy Spirit to reveal it to us. Lord, what am I making an idol in my life? I mentioned this a while back. I got a new spiritual director last, last fall. And we started talking, like, the second time I talked to him, he's like, hey, Andrew, that's an idol. I'm like, oh, well, thank you very much. Appreciate nice and subtle, you know? Yeah. Hey, that's an idol, man. I'm like, well, you're correct. So what, what am now am I going to do with this knowledge, right? What do we do? How do we, we ask the Lord to reveal it to us? We ask the Holy Spirit, come reveal it to us because many times we're blind, like sin blinds us. Lord, come reveal this to me. What I'm placing above you, what I'm clinging to, thinking I need it or like the monkey, right? Thinking I need it or I won't survive when really it is taking my life away from me. And then where are places we should look? Three places to really begin to look. Ask the Holy Spirit. One, where am I spending my time? Particularly the time that I have the most control over. What am I spending it on? My resources, my finances, what am I spending those on? They'll tell me my priorities. The third thing, what consumes my thoughts? What am I consistently thinking about? All the time, when I go to bed, when I wake up in the morning, I just can't get it out of my mind. Like, are these things that are oriented towards the love of God and love of neighbor, are they other things? If it's sin, right, then the Lord says, like, put it to death. And if it's not, if it's a good and beautiful thing, but I'm holding on to it more than I, than I should, if, I, if this greed is kind of taking it over, I'm making it an idol, then, Lord, how can I surrender it to you? How can I surrender it to you? But many times we're afraid of that because what if I let it go? It's like the monkey. Right? He sees the people coming. Like I'm thinking to myself, if I'm the guy going to catch the monkey, I'm like, hey, monkey, run away. I'm going to taunt him a little bit. Like, you know, like, hey, man, you can, you, can, you can go away. No, he's like, ah, ah, ah. trying to pull his hand out of there. And when you think of yourself, like, man, I should, I should just let go. I should just let go. But we're holding on to it. Why? Because we're afraid, right? We're afraid that God is not enough. I'm afraid that God is not enough. And the life that he wants me to live is not enough. And that is a fear from the pit of hell. It's a lie. Because there's nothing more that our heart desires than the life of God within us. And so when that fear comes, we need to be like, okay, poof, just let go. You'd be the first monkey that got away, you know. Great. Run. Right into the arms of Christ. And as we're, we're walking through this journey, as we're praying through this, and the Lord reveals this, then we can surrender it to him. And in surrendering it to him, then the Lord is asking us, like, to love him and to love our brothers and sisters. Because when we go, when we go to heaven, Jesus is not going to ask you. He's not going to say, how many degrees did you have? Degrees are really good. They're beautiful. He's not going to ask you, how big was your house and your closet, how many things you had in there? How many places did you travel to in the world? He's not going to ask you these things. What he's going to ask us, read Matthew 25. He's like, hey, when I was thirsty, 
did you give me something to drink when I was hungry? Did you feed me? How did you love me and my brothers and sisters in this way? How do we love the Lord? And God wants to meet us right where we are. He knows we're all holding on to junk. We shouldn't, we all, he knows we all have idols or struggle with this. So ask him, Lord, reveal it to me, and then pray for the grace to let it go. And the best thing that helps us let it go is just to look at the face of Jesus. Because if we stare at our idol, we're going to stay in love with it. If we're gazing at our idol as we're trying to let go, we're going to stay in love with it. But if we gaze at the eyes of Jesus, we will fall more in love with him, and it will loosen our grip. It will loosen our grip. So tonight, the Lord is inviting us, his gospel is inviting us, what are we clinging to in our life for dear life that is taking our life away? That monkey, we need to let it go. Ask the Holy Spirit to reveal it, examine our life in this way, and understand that the Lord is enough. That he's more than enough. And let's give our life away back to him. And let's give our life away back to our brothers and sisters. And then we will be rich. Rich in love. Rich in the things of heaven.